0: Hi, everyone. It's Peg Queen with a special episode of the Ashtanga Dispatch podcast. In the aftermath of this week's emotional election here in the States, I've been struggling with just the right words to share. You know, a message that might help bring us together and hold us together, all of us. And then it hit me this morning. I have that message. And it's been one that I've been relying on for guidance myself all week. John, Scott, and I sat down together when I was at the Eco Yoga Center in Scotland last month, joined also with Scott Johnson of Stoke Point Yoga in London. It was there we recorded this next episode of the podcast, where John shared with me the four codes of relationship he learned directly from Guruji. It was my intention to focus on the teacher-student relationship, but it quickly became clear Here also lies the code and the keys in building any good relationship in families, neighborhoods, and yes, right here in our own country. You'll also hear the story of a great loss Scott's community suffered a few years back, and the way John stepped in, modeling the way to pick up the pieces through this very method of practice we've been handed down, and the very way Guruji modeled in the days following 9-11 in New York. This podcast wasn't supposed to be released until later in the year, but that's the benefit of not relying on advertisers for our show. We get to decide if you'd like to help keep our show ad free, please consider becoming a monthly member at patreon.com backslash Dispatch. Your support of as little as $2 a month is all it takes. And a huge thank you to those of you who have already joined. You're the reason we're able to bring you this podcast now. Also, a tremendous thank you to Eco Yoga Center for making this podcast even possible. The Eco Yoga Center is perhaps the most magical and enchanted place on earth. A place I can't wait to share more with you about. But until then, you should check them out at ecoyoga.org. Synchronicity. I've spoken of this before. It's a concept from Jung. It's not luck that puts us in a place and with people we need. And it's not random, these patterns of events and experiences all hitting home at once. These are not chance occurrences, but meaningful coincidences. And if we're open, these experiences coming together can change our lives in an instant. Get ready for real change. Here's John Scott. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i i don't even know where to start in talking to you a the generosity first of all, I feel guilty even asking you up here to to sit and and talk with me in this interview because you give so so much i
1: okay. guess uh pick it's. Just following on the footsteps from Guruji. (laughs) I think Guruji gave so much. And in the days that I was with Guruji, uh, to be the privilege, um, there was only three batches of eight. And the very first time I was with Guruji, uh, we went down to four. And Mm -hmm. I was one of four for last month. Or he went to America, so we had lots of attention from Guruji.
0: I think that when I would think a lot of attention, I would probably get nervous, you know. Because then we think about it, or I do, and I'll just speak for me. Well, then you'll see all the things I do wrong. Oh my gosh, you're going to see
1: all the things that I that I cut corners on, or. or ah, but see, that's where relationship starts. Relationship starts, and this was a classic thing the period after uh, initially being with Guruji. People would think they weren't ready enough to go to Mysore. And Mysore wasn't about going and showing what you already know, the Mysore was going to meet Guruji, open and as a beginner. That's where the relationship starts. So one of my first advanced students, uh, and a few of you might remember her, uh, Gwendolyn Hunt. Gwendolyn Hunt used to work with Alina Miali after me, quite a bit of work in Scandinavia and Ireland. When Gwendolyn first went to Mysore with me, because I'd taken her through first and second series, she was very independent in her practice and didn't require any attention from Guruji. You were only going to get attention if you required it. And so Gwendolyn's first visit to Mysore was that they never really had a connection. And He had a difficulty saying Wendolin anyway. (laughs) So he used to call her that lady. (laughs) But because uh, maybe I took her through too thoroughly, he didn't need to do any work with her. But watching Guruji with complete beginners, he was right there, giving them what they needed. And that's where the relationship starts. So you're only going to receive help when you need it. And so the teacher is only required when help is required. So if you go with your cup full until the cup's empty or you've spilt some out of it, there's not going to be any help from the teacher in that system. But we translate help sometimes as
0: I can't do it or or that you have to step in because I'm doing it wrong and I did not feel that way from you at all. In fact, almost immediately, I accepted your support immediately because it felt good. I could tell when you came over that you were there to support me and hold me, not to correct me. And uh, it was inten- the, the funny thing is, is there is an intensity level in the practice. Like I was definitely working so hard, um, but also not brutally hard. Does that make sense? Like, it felt, I felt very supported. This is a little bit of a change of paradigm for for me. And maybe the whole rest of the world has this, and I am the only one who sometimes feels like it can be, the, it can feel like a scolding if you're,
1: attended to too much yeah. by a teacher. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, but it depends on where the intention is coming from. So my intention before you even arrive is that I want to pass on the quality that I had from Patabi Joyce, from Guruji, from the beginning. In those days, it used to be there wasn't any certification. When the idea of certification came, it was then 10 years of study. And so 10 years of study or um, uh, Sterabhaga, 3rd Series A. If you're a 3rd Series A student having gone through 10 years with Guruji, you've probably had some knee issues. You've probably had some shoulder issues. You've probably had some back issues. So in those 10 years, I'd had uh, a hamstring pop, I'd had a, a thoracic pop, I had an elbow pop, I had a knee pop. Um, and so, we won't talk about those just now, but in a sense, um, they were part of the journey to go through to get to where we were getting to, so that when we looked back, we would be able to have the compassion. Well,
0: actually, that does relate to what I was just saying, because in the very first day, that was something you took time and worked with me on, was the way... I was handling Your knees. the knees, my nice. even my half lotus, and I had pretty open hips, so yeah. I've never really had to think much about that. I've never had anybody kind of break that down for me. And you sat down with me, and you were teach. You were literally just teaching me, showing me, teaching me very methodically, step by step, with a very clear intention. I knew it wasn't. I knew immediately that the information you were trying to share with me was something that was not about John
1: Scott showing me the way John Scott goes about putting a leg in half lotus. Well, the pops and the little injuries that I had during my real student phase weren't uh, directed. When I said that comment, wasn't also directed at Guruji as being the one who did them. Mm -hmm they were also my, my lack of understanding of how to work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Guruji's lack of um, uh, language. He wasn't able to, mm-hmm. be able to be as instructive in his teachings verbally. He had to do it all with his hands. And so, if you weren't aware and attentive to what he was doing in terms of the way he was manipulating your body, it would go over the top of your head and you'd still be using your own patterns of doing stuff. Um and so but also one of my knee phases that I went through he did say to me knee pain and I said yes and he said good leg correcting and so what he was meaning that the alignment through my leg was changing and that any form of change is going to cause a sensation and we normally uh, receive that sensation as pain and have a negative context to it so Guruji then would be specific and he would say sweet pain Mm -hmm. as opposed to sour pain or
0: I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but basically, with Guruji, what we could say in terms of relationship that he sets up with a Guru student is that he teaches you the four va- Brahma Viharas, the four codes of relationship. I don't know what those are. Could you go over them? Uh, you could say the first one is uh, Maitri is metta, love and kindness. Uh, I call it welcome. For when you met Guruji, when, Guruji always welcomed you in. He always welcomed you in with a smile. Um, he welcomed us in, knowing, meaning us, meaning Westerners. He welcomed the Westerners in, knowing that we had a materialistic cultural conditioning, that we had attachment to things. Also knowing how we saw things the wrong way around, from the outside instead of the inside out. And he would would take us in, no matter what baggage we had. So love and kindness, or welcome, or acceptance, he would accept us in with a heart, with a, a warm, open, loving heart, and a smile, irrespective that you were Western and you had this bias, and this disbelief and these doubts, and these tendencies to blame, and these tendencies to be possessive. Yeah. So he would take us all in on that. Um, because he knew we were suffering because of those conditionings. So the four Brahma Viharas start off with, first of all, being able to, to welcome everything. So, for example, practice, practice, do your practice. All, all is coming. Life's coming at you. Yeah, you have to welcome everything because everything's going to be uh, some form of teacher. So, however, the 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 the, uh, the matri or matter is followed by karuna, and you have to be able to first welcome, in, even when the in is full. So, for example, when Guruji Shala was full, he kept it kept welcoming in the beginners because he knew they were suffering and needed to have the help. Like So when the inn was full, uh, Jesus and uh, I mean, sorry, Mary and Joseph weren't sent away. They were put into the the um, the barn with the donkeys. And similarly, now in Mysore, you're still welcomed in. You end up practicing in the changing rooms or the toilet. <laughs> yeah. So even when the inn is full, come. Come with all your stuff. We accept you as you are with love. So, in a sense, when the room is full, even when the womb is full, even when the family is full and another baby's in the womb, is that baby received with love? Yes. Is it wanted? How many babies though are conceived that aren't loved from the moment they're conceived? It's sad to think about. If we think about that, not many babies are conceived with Maitri. Love and kindness. It's part of the problem of the world. The rest of it is going to be a really hard story to live. Because uh, Karuna, when your baby cries, does it get smacked? Does it get shaken? When you fall over and hurt yourself? you get smacked for hurting yourself some parents are like that they don't have an understanding what real compassion is you can understand why the world's in such a mess where you're able to pick the child up get a little bit of magic dust or something or blow a kiss or something and a bit of imagination saying you're all good and fine and happy you give them a technique do a big exhale now breathe in deeply so real, real Karuna, real compassion is to understand that everyone's suffering. To have a burning desire to help them out of that suffering by giving them the technique or the resource or the tools to save themselves. We can't save anyone. So Guruji had a, an understanding. Here we were, all our Western conditionings in suffering welcomed us in with all our stuff, knowing he had a technique. And we were spiraling down in our story, what to give us to bring us to ourselves, to help ourselves out. So he he could have the compassion, meaning that when your friend is suffering, sure, cry with your friend. Be sympathetic and empathic with them. But if you spiral down into the depression or into the trauma, the vortex with them, what good are you? True compassion, this is where it gets misunderstood. You have to be cruel to be kind. That's the, that's the wrong way to say it. But that's how it's being now mistranslated. Yes, you have to you have to be grounded and resourced yourself. We like spinning tops. We have to be centred in our own self. That if you're not centred in your own self, and you are a wobbling spinning top, while your friend's being a wobbly spinning top, if you both hit together, it's a train crash. Both spinning tops fall over, but if one of those spinning tops is spinning true. That's what the true guru is. The true guru is really a light or a spinning top that the vibration is so high that when a lower vibration or a lower frequency bumps into it, instead of being knocked over, it, the speed's picked up. So it's like a spinning top's wobbling. If you whip it, it'll keep spinning. And so Guruji would whip us in a sense with his words. Hey, come inhale, I exhale, shout, shout at you, bagman! jump back. That was us being whipped to keep us going, to keep us in the focus, to keep us in the technique, to pull ourselves out through our breath and our focus. So true compassion is an understanding that the person suffering yes, have empathy with them, but have a burning desire, knowing you've got the tools to pass on to them. So you pass them the tools to that by themselves you know as you're talking about
0: this i'm reminded of a story that scott johnson told me (laughs) who by the way is in the room and being really good and quiet (laughs) 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 but scott told me the story of when his partner in the studio and his very good friend passed away and he was faced with a grieving community he was grieving
1: yeah of course he wobbled yeah i mean we all wobble so so we broken all have heart. the tendency to really wobble so i i just played the play part of not being wobbly you came yeah i came and was a spinning top
0: yeah that's what you just described you yeah. you showed him yeah. how you you kept the top going you yeah.
1: but so i had the relationship with um uh, oscar but not to the emotional depth that Scott had I still had the emotional loss of mm-hmm. a, a very good student of mine but at the same time I could see it was a liberation that she was chosen to go somewhere so there was a celebration with that so there was a real celebration with that but Scott was in a not just an Oscar trauma he was in his own trauma because all of a sudden his partner was gone his business partner was gone he had the whole weight of everything on So there was not necessarily just the trauma of Oscar. He had his own stuff coming up. But you came. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What did Guruji do in in New York when the Twin Towers were down? Next day, he's right there wearing the fireman's shirts and giving a class. He was being a spinning top. From the outside, it looks like, God, where's his empathy? He's still doing his classes. Yeah. But he understood that he, that the people needed some sort of grounding, some sort of rock. He, they needed the sword, the tangyali sword, the sword of discrimination. That's the practice, the discipline, which is compassion. From Karuna is um, Mudita. Mudita is the most difficult one. It's one of the ugliest poisons around the heart that Guruji used to talk about, six poisons of the heart. Mudita is translated as um, sympathetic joy. What is sympathetic joy to me? I like to play with opposites, the pairs, paired opposites. It's jealousy. The biggest problem we have is jealousy. Seeing something that someone else has got that we don't have ourselves. It's a huge one. So sympathetic joy is to be able to see someone else being happy and being happy with them. So I put it into more of a context. You know, before, before Guruji's Yoga Mala was printed in English, John Scott had put a book out. I have that book. <laughs> <laughs> Many of Guruji's students had put books and DVDs out. I mean... Uh, sorry, VHS uh, yeah, right. v- videos before before they were in DVDs. I, I got in at the time, it was straight to DVD. But his students had already been putting out material, his material that he didn't own anyway, that he says no one owns it. But from his work, from what they got from Guruji, what we got from Guruji, there we were being Western and materialistic and getting an income for him. And there was a period then that um, Joseph, Joseph was really good. He said John, "You that book? You should be giving some proceeds to, to Guruji there." So there was a period of time, the royalty, the small royalty that I got from, from Gaia Books, I was giving a percentage off to Guruji. But that was still a Western mentality. Guruji was just—he had the understanding of Maitri. He had the ability to see his children do well and he was proud of his children doing well you just
0: used the metaphor i've been using all week while i've been here you are like a dad the the community that's gathered here like your kids you're like you're having dinner with us you're cooking with us i'm watching you s- you know dice your vegetables last night for <laughs> the doll and and you know that you're making right alongside everybody else yeah. and, and and then when you know when scott you know your your child your you know was in pain as the father you came i, I just keep seeing mm-hmm. that in yeah, we, in this
1: and he plays the same role as well with we ro- we shift role plays we all shift roles We can be teacher, we can all be student, we can all be father, we can all be child. We do that in families, that is how families are. So we learn through relationship and role play, we learn these. And so, you know, we play roles, but in essence, the intention of that role play then becomes quite deep-seated in your heart. You're able to be multifaceted in in your relationship field. So if we start back again on nature, love and kindness, from that love and being welcomed in with all your stuff, to then being able to be held while you work through it as compassion, to then see how you've come up out of the shit, and now doing well. And the joy. And the joy of that. So I see the joy. I, I'm, I'm I'm not competitive with my, my teachers. I'm inspired by my teachers. And I'm proud of my teachers, and there is no difference. The only thing is that maybe I've been on the on the path, the same path that they've been introduced to, a little bit longer. That's all. There's no difference. And so, one of my first spiritual books to read was Jonathan Livington Seagull, Richard Bach. And at times, I felt I felt like Jonathan. I felt like an outcast in society, my own society from design profession to then going in and being doing yoga. And my father was an engineer, and my fa- father said to me, don't you think doing this, namaste, putting hands in preposition, will, will, will scare people away from your class? <laughs> 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 it wasn't until my dad appreciated there was a book and a DVD and I was teaching over in China, that he was able to say proudly to other parents, my son is da 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 da. So <laughs> indirectly, he got an understanding. He was always my fortunate. My parents were those parents that, yes, okay. I didn't go engineering. I went design. That was okay. But when I went yoga, there was a bit of a glitch in the matrix for a moment. There, my dad was a bit disappointed. Uh, before going design, I was playing golf, and being a professional golfer would have been. You know, dad would have accepted that quite well because that's his sport. <laughs> but when I went yoga there was a bit of a waver. Um, and often it can be some children are playing the piano not because of their desire to do the piano, it's because their parents want them to do that. So sometimes children in the matri the, the the sympathetic having sympathetic joy is not that, it's it's a jealousy that sometimes the children have got better opportunities than they have had. It can go any which way, if it's not brought into a focus. So, what then happens? So, you might, you know, so you, you, as a parent, your child might start playing football, and you want them to do yoga. You've got to accept that that's what their passion and drive is, and to go with that. The next one's the hardest one again. They're all. Hard. They keep getting harder. <laughs> the next one's Upeka which I translate as equanimity, to be able to be equanimous, especially when your daughter's about 16, and she has a boyfriend that's maybe 16, maybe a month younger, and there's tattoos from toes to nose. <laughs> Not the choice that you would make. Yeah, if you think about it yourself first person you were with, would your parents have accepted them? Nope. How often do you hear that? You know, it's not the ones that I would have chosen for you. So your parents, you know, they always think they know who you are and how the person you're going to be with and there's, there's judgment and basically we're all equal. We're so equal. So that's what I'm saying with, you know, Scott, he's equal with Guruji, I felt equal. When I felt equal with Guruji, I could touch his toes. It wasn't about going down and being smaller than or less than to touch Guruji's feet. I realized that Guruji touched my feet before I touched his. When Guruji touched my feet, mine was sweaty and wet, and he didn't make a face or body language. He just took my feet lovingly and put them in Pope Padmasana. Day one, he was touching my feet. It took me three years to realize that my teacher was touching my feet. Sitting on the floor with me. In my, own, my sweat, John Scott, take one more extra mat, because I was leaving a wet patch on his mat. You know, so we don't see see sometimes. We don't see that. So when I had the realization, it wasn't difficult to touch Guruji's feet. But the funny thing was, I couldn't, because I had a knee that was twice the size. I couldn't kneel down. I didn't have the humility. I wasn't humbled enough to go down on two knees. Had to go down on one knee. I felt like Sir Galahad. And then when I did it, I didn't know how to touch the floor. Do you touch your toes? Do you touch your head? Earth, heart, head? Oh, you know, what do you do? So I made up some funny thing. (laughs) But I did feel all the better for it afterwards. (laughs) But yeah, so so he he was equal. Guruji understood equanimity. But he
0: modelled it. And you're modeling it now. I'm realizing all the things you do in the room. You are modeling it because I mean, it's who you are. I mean, I've never had anyone. I think that's what I'm trying to say to you. I, I You've you've held well, I guess me, what,
1: and you're holding. Yeah. What's his name? The guy, the Argentinian guy. Uh, loves doing the headstand? No hands. You can talk, um, Scott. Um, mm. Has the big poster with all the. Dhamma Mitra. Mitra. Oh yeah. I met Dharma Mitra um, one yoga conference when I was going to the conferences and the one thing I learned from Dhamma Mitra was his story and his story was Copy the Guru. And comma, Copy the Guru is a little bit like if you are a Matrix fan uh, um, his name, Kernel Rees had to read a book first before doing the part. And the book he had to read was Simulacra, Simulation, Simulation, Simulacra. And uh, the book actually is in the, the movie as a prop. When he takes the money from his friend at the door and he's copied some sort of information, takes the two grand, opens up the book, puts the two grand inside the book. On the cover is Simulation, Simulacra on it. And what it means is that the, it's... A, actually, Richard Freeman would tell this story much better. If you get Richard Freeman, he really knows about tar- cartographers, about map, creating maps. The map really is only just a little blueprint of the real. You can fold it up, put it in your pocket. But the real territory, you can't fold it up. But the matrix was very much that. The matrix was a copy of the real and so much so that when the copy becomes so accurate you can't tell the difference between the copy and the real so by copying the guru doing similar sim- simulation simulacra what you end up doing is becoming the guru or is that not parampara i
0: was going to go that route with you <laughs> I've done so many podcasts and interviews and asked what parampara was, and I'm here, and I
1: get it. They get it. Yeah, I if, feel it. If it's an experience. Yeah, be- if, if it's being passed on to you by the teacher, well, what's being passed on? you being the essence of yoga, which goes back for however long. It's the essence of yoga, and what is yoga? Relationship.
0: But that doesn't mean that you have... I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you teach much different than Guruji. He didn't have the language. language. Right, yeah. I mean, boom, right there. Yes. I mean, so you're John Scott. But yeah. you are clearly bringing the essence, the
1: beliefs, the heart of what... Yeah, but I listened to what Guruji said and I try to keep on. I call them the Guruji Sutras. All his little say- sayings I... Hold them as Guruji Sutras and I sit with them and I translate them, I decode them. And what it means is that it's not, I don't go to, I'm sorry, I'm not yet versed in Sanskrit enough, but I'm not, I don't go to philosophy lessons to learn traditional philosophy to be then put in a box of philosophy. For me, it's like, okay, the essence of what they're saying and the essence of what they've been chanted is the intentions coming through, regardless of whether you understand the words or not. And so what it is to me is, my experience with Guruji, what does it mean to me? What did he convey to me in our relationship? And the meaning of that's more important. What it means. Now if we are transcended in terms of our ordinary thinking, if we're in our ordinary thinking mind, And when Grigis talks about mind control, if we go to that place of mind control, if we go to a transcendental place, leaving the individual self, individual conditioned mind, are we not in a collective consciousness? If you're in a collective consciousness, whether you're on this language or that language, you're still doing the same thing. And therefore you can then translate it in your own personality. You can bring it out that way. Yeah, so even reading the sutras, if you read the sutras just from your ordinary thinking place, you're not going to understand them. They were written in a transcended place. You have to be in a transcended place to understand them. So, you are a little bit of a riddler, and I, and I do like this. <laughs> <laughs> and we also digress a lot, because we were talking about Maitri, <laughs> and Karuna, Mudita, and Upeka. That, that thing that Guruji had was that he had the full understanding that everybody was equal. And just like the Buddha, just like, the, like like Jesus, the garden or the kingdom is within. The Guru is within you. You can't teach Scott. Scott can't teach you. I can't teach Scott. But I can introduce Scott to Scott. I have to, I have to introduce the student to their own teacher. That's parampara. So you basically went through a progression only to go back to the beginning. Yeah, just to get... We're, we're, there's only one guru. Guruji says, only one guru. There's only one teacher. There's only one man. We're all just having many multiple experiences of it. And so if we can go to where, where is that place? It's not your ordinary, selfish, self-centered place. Me, I, it. It's transcending that. That's why relationships so important. The moment that you start doing stuff for someone else, the moment you go into service to somebody else, you leave that selfish self. You feel like the other person is your equal. So therefore you are serving another God aspect of yourself. So I did, trans- I did digress too from Jonathan Living and Seagull. Jonathan was outcast. But he wanted to, he wanted to fly. We're outcasts. We want to know what this fucking body can do. But what this body is supported by, an energy, a breath, something amazing. But what controls that? Not just the nervous system, it's not autonomic. Yes, it is, just to keep us alive, but our mind can tell it what to do. Where the mind goes, the prana goes. i learned that from Richard Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Where the prana goes, the mind goes. So, the mind, so if we are counting and choreographing, so my translation for uh, vinyasa is by choice, continuous, counted choreograph. Mind, breath, movement, synchronicity of prana moving into form, out of form, empty, according to the Sanatadharma, natural, true law, which is the cycle of birth, life, death every asana starts from zero is born, created dies, it's empty we fill it with story we fill it with all our self-centered stuff our own limitations And Jonathan met then this big silver seagull that said to him Jonathan from wing to wing to you're nothing but mere mere imagination infinite imagination Beyond limitations. There's not just one son of God. What about the women too? We're all children of God. So if we're all children of God, whatever God is, then we all have it. We're all equal. Everyone has the potential to do it, but some of us haven't been uh, led to that door. Remember I was saying to you in class, if a door had a word written on it, would you just read the word and leave it as that? That's what most of us do. We've lost the the inquiry. We've lost the the interest and the imagination. So we've got to go back to what... These are the three cities, I'll remind you of them. The three cities, we're born with awareness. Second one, we're born with attention. Power of attention. And then the third one comes along with that as the power of inquiry or interest. You look at a baby. When the baby's born, just completely open and totally aware. And you bring your face and look at them, total attention. And they look right into you knowing. And they can hold that attention. And then there's a big inquiry. They want to lick it, they want (laughs) to eat it, they want the whole senses to be involved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? And then of course, there's imagination. Fourth city is imagination. Go to school, lost. But, do you think, I mean, I just feel like we've put
0: so much correct, incorrect on everything that we're afraid to make mistakes and
1: that takes the Inquiry away. That. How many times did Jonathan crash into the water when he was doing his dives, his high-speed dives? Yeah, we're going. We're going to crash. We're going to fall on the handstand. But you know, you, you, we sweet talk you back into it. Come on, then. G- give a little diversion. Oh, here's a couple of little gold dots to look at. Put a piece of paper between your toes. As a, as a parent, you understand that you, you, you one of the things in Karuna is that you have diet, you, 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 you sidetrack them. You, you you give another thing to focus on. You are brilliant with that. Now, I,
0: now I'm going to use I, I, the word I'm picking up here, brilliant. <laughs> and, and you give the tangible to find the intangible. And it's been... Uh, beautiful opening for me of inquiry and that was from our last podcast you know when you spoke about the expansiveness within when you spoke about the rhythm of the prana the breath i don't know whatever you said it resonated somewhere in me and I started to take my practice in that direction and really go. And I didn't have you. I only had that podcast, that (laughs) discussion we had. So I had to do like this on my own. But those patterns and those rhythms, I went and looked for myself, not really knowing how, but, but finding like a lot of power in that. I mean, I was finding I wasn't using my outside body as much. And I was able to even expand upon it. Being here with you this week, you now are giving me very tangible cues, but putting, but bringing me back, only to help me find. It's like help. It like you're leaving the rose petals on the on the mat. It's like uh, leaving the breadcrumbs. You're like giving yeah. me the breadcrumbs
1: so I can find the way. Your own way, perfect, lovely metaphor, beautiful metaphor. And that's all we're doing. And as I said the other day, that that Guruji knew too that the gross does not understand the subtle and he could, so with his language difficulty to converse to us in english he just accepted that the practice itself the journey the path would lead them to that place that was more subtle that they would be able to look back we can look back and see that when we were at that stage there's no way we could understand
0: I guess what you're saying, that's what I was using, was the practice. Yeah. After our podcast, I
1: didn't have you, but I did have the
0: practice. The practice. So I kept trying to find those patterns within the practice. Yeah.
1: And that's what true self-practice is, though, is having had some time with your teacher, having then time on your own trying to figure it out. And I, I remember, it was we definitely had three to four months with Guruji, we'd go home. When people started to stay six months... And then started to say a year. It didn't work. They they needed to have the time away from Guruji. That was that was one of those poisons around the hearts coming up again. You know, the, 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 in the in the yarmas grasping, grasping on to being in Mysore. That's a Western thing, getting more again. And in a sense, that was the wrong thing to be doing. You needed to be back home. 'Cause Gruji was saying, In my soul I put your body in the position, you go home, body remembers. But you might have to do a fair bit of seeking to find that. Practice, practice, and all is coming. I mean there's so many ways you can translate the Gruji Sutras.
0: He must have had enormous faith in the practice. Total. I mean he didn't Total. have the ability to put a narrative on it. And he... Well he
1: also didn't want to put his narrative on it because he wanted you to have your experience not his and that's the other reason why he was probably not using metaphor or words I mean he used a beautiful metaphor Yoga Mala Mm -hmm. Um, but again he wanted to make sure you had the experience you did the work you did the journey you got the results you get the coming
0: I want to switch gears because I want to ask you about something that I have never seen before with anyone. After you teach and you have your team that is assisting you, and so lovely. I mean, even to watch you work with them in the room. um, They each have their own personalities and their own way of being. Um, They are clearly been taught by you because they... They give a lot of the tangible, the those sorts of things, but they have different personalities. And the room, I love how you allow them to move and to work. And when they need help, they, they don't have a problem like looking to you. You come in. Again, there's no correction. There's no like, no, not like that. We do it like that. It's, it's more like they just are so open to your your help and you come in just lovely and demonstrate and everyone works together so sweet and that i've seen after all of that work in the room then you practice and you practice with them
1: well that has to go back to my <laughs> my first teacher Derek island so i dedicate that to Derek island um when when I met Derek, I was a domestic staff. I was working at, at Seitzer as domestic staff. Derek was in the teaching staff. And being domestic staff, I could attend one or two classes. I was sort of keen in the windsurfing. Anyway. I didn't get to go to Derek's classes, but Derek and I had made a relationship somehow, very fast, a, a very good bond, very fast. And I got to practice with Derek while he did his practice. And his first ever uh, recording of the practice was him and I practicing together. And then I took that away and had a Walkman and played that while I practiced. So I practiced with Derek, but it reminded me of when I was in um, design school. I did um, uh, martial arts. And in the martial arts, there was the white belts through to the black belts. And the black belts fought everybody. So you you got to fight also with your master. And so I never got to practice with Guruji or Manju, but I did practice with Sharat, when Sharat was practicing with us and then apprenticing on us. Um, But to practice with your teacher is something special.
0: Well, I just thought to myself, you know, Megan and I practice together every morning and so
1: you're her teacher
0: it's so natural yeah. I mean and of course we do I mean and she gives you energy she does exactly. absolutely yeah. and yeah. it's funny she can ask me questions and we don't we, you know so, and, and I don't te- I don't stand in front of her and teach her it's I just didn't realize it until you were talking about it that actually we do practice together and that is how she's pretty much learned and
1: yeah. but I, it's, I call it boy energy
0: well, I like it. It's right. She's
1: yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, she's... so. I, I started using that term when when I, you haven't met Roey yet. Roy is a lovely man from Tel Aviv, Israel, and uh, I made a really nice relationship with Roy. Roey must be twenty years younger than me, at least twenty years younger than me, and uh, we nickname name him Tigger because he's just got lots of bouncy energy. And when you when you are working to Batches sometimes three batches you're working early you're, looking, you're doing how many practices are you doing when you're helping people right and then you go to do your own practice I need boy energy right? <laughs> I need young man energy beside me yeah or girl energy we can call it girl energy boy or girl energy so now that I have male and female assistance I mean the girl energy yesterday was awesome. Mm. (laughs) and the girl energy in the class has been awesome you had
0: one of okay I'm just going to say this you had one of your students and she was amazing counting out third while you and two of your assistants the other teachers were were practicing and then Scott came in I'm going to let you I'm going to pull you over here now Scott you didn't know I was going to do that come on get closer I'm allowed. You're allowed now. You're allowed to talk. And and Scott, you came in and you were assisting John. You were supporting him in some postures.
2: Yeah. Because he sometimes needs it.
0: And you were gratefully accepting. And it was... I've never seen that before.
1: Well, upica, equanimity. This guy's got eyes too. During the teacher training, what he was taught was how to look, how to feel, how to listen. And now he's going to have a different look than the look that I had. And so what I want through the training program that I do is that I want to be able to be adjusted how I adjust myself. So if I share that with my 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 students that are coming through the training program, give them the, the basic resources of how to look, what to look for, what to do, then allow them then to, to to develop their style. It doesn't have to go like this. I mean, my body is different to Scott's body, so what he feels in his body is going to be different to mine, and then Debbie's is going to be different, and and, and so, is, so is Pamela's. And so, although we've all got the same legs and hips and skeletal frame, our conditionings are all slightly different, so our patterns are all slightly different, and so the patterns of resistance are going to be slightly different. So to negotiate that resistance might be slightly different to how you think it should be adjusted. That's what was good about Guruji. Guruji didn't adjust everybody the same.
0: I think we've gotten into a way where you teach something to me, say. And you show me something, and then that becomes the
1: way. No, no, no. no. See, Jonathan was taught by the great silver gull. Jonathan taught Fletcher, okay? Fletcher Lindgull. Now, Fletcher Lindgull, he was then left, and Jonathan had a goal. So he had a little bunch of seagulls to teach, and he said, Okay, you're nothing but from wingtip to wingtip, infinite imagination. And all the little gulls went, "What? You're mad!" And so Fletcher then had to say, "Well, let's just start with straight and level flight." <laughs> he teaches. Come um, oh, what's the other guy's name? There's another seagull. Becomes another seagull. Takes his place when Fletcher goes off somewhere. And. It's about passing it on. Again, that's what paramparo is. It's not holding back that you can only do it this way. A good teacher, and I learned this at design school, I had a, I had a, a workshop tutor in an industrial design profession, and he had a mantra, and his mantra was, No way, it'll never work. And this was to design students here we are on the frontier of breaking new ideas and technologies and materials, and the workshop tutor saying, no way, it'll never work. And we had to use hand tools before we could use power tools, before we could use these sort of things. It was too structured, it was too terrible. And I had a feeling that he had a certain amount of knowledge, and he wanted to stay on top. Mm. You know, when the police stay on top, there's no freedom for expression. And then all of a sudden you're in the box. There's no sides, no sides to the box at all. And so for me, a good teacher is one that can have their students that surpass them. Well, that's
0: quite a shift in the paradigm.
1: That's what paradigm. Makes you, that's what's real mudita is sympathetic joy. You can have. Uh, I can't just like Debbie. Debbie's got a great; she's got more of a therapeutic understanding to her adjustments.
0: But you know, I want that for my daughter and my son. I would love to see them surpass me. I want I them. Say. They already have.
3: That's what evolution's <laughs> I mean, about.
0: That's what supposed, right? Yeah. And of course. Like
2: that's that what th- this
1: th- is all about, Morpheus. It's is evolution. <laughs> Your time is up. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. <laughs> we're going to go anywhere. We can't hold it. And the moment you start making rules and regulations, you'll, you, you're losing the research. Research continues The develop the inquiry. That third city, that third city can't be clamped down. So I understand that. So I, my, my, my teacher students, they, they're open to inquiry. Scott helped me with my back when, my, when I injured my back. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he's saying, John, you know you teach it this way, I've been exploring it this way, why don't you try it this way for a moment? Let's do it this way. His eyes were looking at what was happening in me, and saw it differently, so he said, try this, John. And I go, nah! He said, come on! (laughs) You know? And so, you know, he then has the same little uh, breadcrumbs for me, he understands the process.
2: But that's come from just by being instilled confidence and instilled that process in me.
1: That's right. Being we're...
2: able to look back and say, Oh, John John's my teacher, how could I say that to him? Actually no. He's instilled in me that we're equal. He's instilled in me, and it took me it take me ages to get there.
0: Even when you if, say that, I cringe. When I mean, I know you're. <laughs> like, I mean, they don't mean to say that you're not just you know an amazing person, but when you say that, I I still have that little go. Oh God, don't say that.
2: But only in so much as equal, do I do that.
1: In, but equal in the way that we that? equal in the well, way no, that we have the ability I'm, I'm to. Looking at Guruji, I'm seeing Guruji. It,
0: no, it's, it's did, what did
1: Guruji want to pass on? Did he want to pass on just the practice, or did he also want to pass on the teaching? If he only passed on the practice and not the teaching, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. They, it's using the, the sense the of The first thing he asked me, who is your teacher? Derek. Oh, yes. Very good. He asked me, who was my teacher? Then he asked me who my mother was and what my birth date was. The teaching has to be passed on. It has to be. That's again Parampara. And what is the teaching? Yoga, mind control. And that mind control is not that I'm an individual controlling bastard, I'm infinite and a collectiveness.
0: But John, that's the intangible,
1: and what I—it's—I know I'm slow. I'm a slow well, learner. Two heads are better than one. If I can have a decent conversation with Scott, I learn something. If I don't have that with Scott, I don't learn anything. I stay trapped in my own conditioning. John's
2: John's given me eyes and the way to see. That's what what he what has done is the way to see things, to see beyond like oh it's supposed to look like this and actually look and go actually John you should be doing this backbend perhaps this way yeah. and look and if you do <laughs> see what happens
1: but this
0: is where I'm realising this is where it's all dawning on me and Peg's kind of slow to the game you ask anyone out what they're teaching we we mistaken what you're teaching in the room as Janus Shasana, a back bend
1: a yeah they're only vehicles they are totally, they're the uh, tangible. tangible. Yeah.
0: To find the, and when I asked you what you were teaching in the room, you without hesitation said mind control. Yeah. You said something completely intangible and, yeah. ith- almost ethereal. Yeah. Went on after that, but that's where you're saying proper. That's what Guruji. That there's the meaning that stays the same. Yeah. The yoga doesn't change. That's not change- that That is not changing.
1: Yeah. Which one of the poisons are, is your head steeping in while your leg's going behind your head? Jealousy? Envy? While your leg's going behind your head, if you're stuck in jealousy while that leg's going behind your head, you going to be sore to mind. Today was a really, really cool experience.
0: I'm going back to the tangible, and I was sharing this with Scott earlier oh my gosh we got to a point you I've never had third series counted and practiced along with it and I you know you get to those arm balances they're so hard and I've been and I this week and this year I've been really trying so much to go inside and really find those patterns of breath and really stay very concentrated and it's there's been some repatterning for me that's definitely been physical but it's come from internal it's come from inside but it definitely is is manifesting in a really lovely way um externally things don't hurt and it feels good and there's some ease and I love it as we went further down that road I could I was losing the new patterns and I was quickly going to old patterns and I, I, could, I felt the shift, and that was when I was so glad that there was a graceful way to kind of <laughs> fail. <laughs> it wasn't like the tap out in like a wrestling match, but I, <laughs> I let it. I, yeah, you let it. Well, actually, no, you didn't. John gave the door. He opened the door to it early with with Megan. Yeah. And then you followed, and I followed you. <laughs> and But it, you gave a place to be, and it was lovely. But what, where I wanted to go with the door was I realized so quick I would go back to those old patterns so quickly. The, The being really hard on myself, getting hard, getting, you know, do it, do it, don't ask for help, like getting help all of a sudden. You know, you suck because you you're have. you getting help now. You've got to do this. And you said to me, and I don't even remember your words, and maybe you weren't even talking to me or talking to someone else, but you said you don't have to do this by yourself. Did you say that to somebody, to me, at
1: all? <laughs> Is that my infant imagination? <laughs> you know, sometimes when you come out of a meditation, you can't describe what it was. <laughs> Um, I don't know what I said. Uh, You definitely...
0: I think you were speaking to me and it was something that is kind of ingrained in me and that's that pattern. I have to do it. I have to do it alone. I mean, I...
1: Oh, no, I said something about isn't this different doing it with uh, a group rather than by yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think you actually really did actually say to me... Something like that.
0: Yeah, you don't have to... you, You basically very pointedly said something... Which was my pattern, and I heard you, and it was softness, and it was, it was compassion, and it was lovely. Thank you for translating it that way. <laughs> <laughs> <See> that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I experienced it.
0: <laughs> but that was, but I, a, I was able to recognize the patterns, my own internal patterns, coming out. Through the practice. Yeah, but we're just
1: facilitators. You do all the to teaching yourself. We're just facilitating a pathway.
2: <laughs> you're turning it around and saying, yeah. there's another way. Yeah.
0: There's another way. And,
2: but you're doing it yeah, yeah, in your head. Yeah. Your teacher inside. You can only do that with your mind, so you're <laughs> controlling the way and saying, actually, there's this way. Okay. And then this is where, this is the mind control that John's talking about.
0: I'm happy to take some of the credit for the work. Hi. <laughs> you also set it up because the day before, I watched you practice with your teachers. I watched you come over, support your teacher. I watched real human beings.
1: Yeah, that's why real, it was a shared experience. Real
0: human beings. I did yeah. not, I've had dinner so, with you and yeah. watched you cut up vegetables of food you
1: were going to serve us all. Yeah, so, so you know, sahana Vavatu. May we all be protected and grounded in the principles of yoga. May we all come together, because it's a shared experience. That's what the spiritual event is, is coming together and to nourish one another. It's a collective nourishment, and through that nourishment we grow, we blossom, and shine. And so if I can facilitate a room and get everybody focused, if I get everybody focused, then the collective focus becomes a built-up energy. You feel it. If I make sure that that focus is not competitive, not stressful, if I make it supportive, compassionate and caring, the pheromones, the, the hormones that are being secreted, everybody's bathing in support.
0: So supported that we were all able to listen to our own bodies. And, you know, you hear about people getting stopped. You've got to stop here. And having the teacher stop. We stopped ourselves. We were... (laughs) We (laughs) did.
2: What is that environment?
0: And it was felt safe. I didn't leave. Normally, under those circumstances, I think I might have left and went, damn it. You know, like, I, I was so weak or I didn't... I actually felt like...
1: I'm so proud of myself for hanging in there as long as I did. Well, you but might then have I wanted to. You might have wanted to to opt out a little bit sooner, but I still gave you a bit of encouragement to carry on a bit.
0: It was just I didn't feel, and you gave me space. You gave me space. You know, man. we did
1: that full Vanessa. Do you recall you were doing full Vanessa? I
0: did. Yeah. That we have like so many more podcasts to do, by the way, because <laughs> I have like all these kinds of questions that I want to ask about all the specifics, and I never—they seem so irrelevant when we sit down and talk, because these—but they are relevant because your tangible way of teaching, you have a very methodical, um, sensible, functional way of
1: bringing us. To that place I, I, again. I think you're reading stuff into yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <think> <laughs> Come going. on, there were rose <laughs> petals no, on my no, mat. No, but, no, but, there but, were rose <laughs> petals. I, you put gold between my toes. Okay, but yes, but you see, real, real, where, real. where 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 does remember go back? First city is the power of awareness. Second city, power of attention. Third city is the inquiry. Third, fourth one is the Imagination. As a teacher too, you've got to have imagination. Where did that come from? It doesn't come from just being on the side of your student's practice. Telling them what to do. You have to enter into the space yourself. So Guruji's method, when he was 90, what did everyone want him to do when he was unwell? They wanted to hear him chant the opening mantra. But they also wanted to hear him, even though they didn't do it themselves, they wanted to hear Guruji go, hey, inhale, dwe, exhale. So how did I set myself up today? I counted the first six basic asana first, before I took you as a group into third, before letting the other ones go into their self-practice. I was already in dharana. I was already potentially on the threshold of dhyana. So it wasn't, there wasn't a pre-class planning. It was just use Guruji's technique. Guruji was in a place of dharana, at definitely. So dharana is yogic concentration with your subject matter. Nothing else other than your subject matter. So I had nothing else other than my subject matter today. So I was focusing on that. I was being a little bit more... Subject specific, uh, technical. The technical thing was, the class was going to be a third series class. So I was checking in with my student that the numbers were correct, because my student took me through yesterday with the (laughs) correct numbers for the vinyasa. So I'm counting, I'm counting and using the technique, and if you just keep coming back to zero, start again, Akam Dwe Trini. You're setting aside all of the unnecessary stuff that gets in the way. It's in that place, in the gap, that there's infinite potentiality. Setting the stuff... I'm going to go back, re-listen to this,
0: and, and say this again, But because now I'm not going to say it the way you just said it, but setting aside the stuff that gets in the way...
1: Use the technique. Use so, the, uh, the, uh, mind control means that you don't have your ordinary thinking mind that has the duality, the this, the that, the should, the this, or the, all of the stuff. So uh, 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 an equanimous mind is a mind that has no preferences. There's no bias. There's no duality. So you're in the non-dual place. You're in the place of love, support, and creativity, manifestation.
0: Megan said, Mom, I love when the assistants or you come over. She said, when they assist me, they count. They count while they're doing She said, it's like they don't have to say anything because we have the same language. And so I know. And I, and I lose. I just, I'm with them. I'm with the count. I'm with them. I'm breathing with them. And there isn't any doubt because they're we're counting. You're
1: just, we're just <laughs> copying Guruji. We're just copying Guruji, using his method, and what happens is the method works. Guruji knew where everybody in that room was. He knew when they missed a vinyasa, missed a posture. He, He read my mind, Guruji. He therefore must have been in a place other than ordinariness. He was an extraordinary man. He had cities. We all have the ability to be extraordinary. And the only way to be extraordinary is to leave the ordinary behind. And so, transcendental Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga. (laughs) Transcendental Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga (laughs) is a mantra-based practice. It's called the counted method. If you do the mantra... Mantra is the protector of the ordinary thinking mind. Sets it at rest. The vritti stop, turning and fluctuating, jumping around upside down, getting caught in the wrong baskets. You get a little bit of neroda, huh? In that place of stillness, then there's a gap, a potential opening of, ah, that's what I see. That's what Scott's talking about. We teach you to see by using the technique to not be seeing what you've already uh, projected ahead. We we get stuck in the first thing that happens when we're not in our transcendental place, when we're in our ordinary place, immediately something happens, we're back in the memory files. And from the memory files there's all these emotions. And of course that's going to have a bias. Whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion. And then we're going to have an association with it. And from that association, we make an assumption, or it should be like this, and I'll do that. And so we impose the adjustment on the person. So it's not about imposing that you should do it like this. Scott was saying he was taught how to see. But before he was taught how to see, he was taught how to count. The first no. thing that we teach is counting. The first thing is counting. We just count, right? We just count. <laughs> it's a method of going from dharana, or sorry, pratihara. For me, pratihara is not just drishti. Pratihara, for me, is the counting. Well, that's how we limit the distractions. That's how we... Exactly. You're bringing the focus in. Subject matter. Subject technical. Subject specific. Is when you're in the flow, you're just prana. Prana has no bias to whether it's a forward bend or a back bend. That's why I do that seventh vinyasa before we do a drop back. Get you flowing and put you forward before you put you back. If we get you flowing and counting, you're just prana.
0: Man, you are speaking my language in that room. I am loving the rainbows and the the (laughs) flowing. And when you told me to take first position, I'm like, how do you know that? You change your
1: language with people. You well, no. That's your association. You assuming that I know that you know something about ballet.
0: Yes, <laughs> I
1: am. I'm reading your mind now. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just quietly nodding in the back, going <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you see, I could say rainbows and unicorns and. <laughs> I'm teasing now. I'm saying I'm reading your mind now, but you, I could go. Yeah, I read your mind. That would be a lie. but but because I've done the technique but you see I'm playing with your memory and your emotions and your association for some people first position might be just forget it because their big toes might be all crumpled because they've been on point Mm -hmm. their association might not be very happy they might have been Russian ballet and they might have been Remember when we were doing Samakanastan and and Debbie said no Pamela said, How did you adjust this? I said, Oh, sit on it. (laughs) (laughs) Remember I said that? Yes. (laughs) And then I showed her gently what to do. But some people were sat on. Maybe in gymnastics or ballet or whatever. And so we have to we so if we do understand how the mind works, so mind control we do need to have some theory, we do need to have some philosophy. We do need to have some of that basic stuff to, you know, at least have a language in terms of our inquiry and an understanding and a bit of an intelligence there. But, you know, keep it simple. Not too, not too difficult. Um, um, memory, emotions, associations, assumptions, projections.
0: No, once you found it's something changed. that worked, you just kept using it. Yeah, i would. If it was a tangible thing yeah. that resonated with me, yeah. Yeah. that I could find my way in, yeah. it was a tangible thing... Yeah. Yeah you know the sword where i could find the light and yep. I, i got it i'm like okay you went with it and that was and you would do that and that's a a love that takes the correct incorrect out of it 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 makes it a learning process mm. it it's so fun it was so fun this week i have to i have to bring us to the to the ending and just say i have had so much fun and and in and so hard. I mean, when I when I walked in at the end of practice today, Megan was in bed. She 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 went back to bed. I haven't seen her like that since David Kyle. So, she was laying in bed and she said, "That was so fun." And I'm still processing. <laughs> <laughs> and she just said it's so exciting. She said, "When can when can we see him again? When can we?" And I just want to thank you because you've been so generous with You're yeah, thank you. You've been generous here this week, you've been generous in the past and and um I don't know, you've you've really you've really brought some joy back into my own practice. It started last year with our podcast. I mean, just even listening to you speak at that point, I it resonated. It rang. I heard it I heard it, it, I heard it in, a, in another level in my practice and, and tried. And then being here with you and being able to spend that week has been truly amazing. So Great. thank you.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And you've done a really good job, Scott. I'm,
2: I'm glad it worked out. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you did. <laughs> I was
2: the one who went, come. come you back. did. You were the one. You were
0: the one. Come. So thank you both so much. Thank and you. I know this is not and ending today as i leave but really
1: it's a beginning thank you thank you we look forward to sharing some mind control <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god it could be taken so many ways okay you all know what we mean bye <laughs> today's special episode of the ashtanga dispatch podcast was brought to you by wonderful friends who are supporting our show through their monthly contributions over at patreon.com. If you love the show, please consider becoming a member by visiting patreon.com backslash Ashtanga Dispatch. The Ashtanga Dispatch podcast is edited and produced by Chris Lucas and hosted by me, Pegmal Queen. Finally, I'll leave you with our closing chant, beautifully sung, by John's fiancee Julia. May all of us be happy and free, and may we all contribute to that happiness and that freedom for all. Thanks for tuning in.
3: Nityam Loka Samasta Sukino Pavantu Savejana Sukino Bhavantu Samasta Samangala kalyana samvriti vastu vishva